For those that are joining us for the first time, thanks for joining us. For those that are coming back, thank you for taking your Sunday morning. We've been talking a lot about the power of speech. One of the things that we have really been trying to delve into is the recognition of how much we can accomplish in this world. We don't realize that this world is really there for our taking. I don't mean that in terms of getting from other people. I mean that in terms of becoming something special. We have incredible potential. And what blocks us from achieving this potential really is our minds. It's our negative perceptions. It's our self-consciousness. It's all the stuff that we have allowed to creep into our consciousness that gets in our way. Now, it's hard to go into your consciousness and, and fix it. It's hard to go into your brain and fix it. Like, where do you go? When do you start? How do you get there? And so for so many of us, we, we, we capitulate to the connections that we have because we don't know when it started. We don't know how it got here, but it, it is what it is. And we, it feels like us. So since it feels like us, we don't have any other barometer to understand how else to do it. And one of the things we've been doing here on the show, and I hope that if you've been with me for a while, we've been doing this together, is trying to slowly and slowly get underneath who we are and what we have in order for us to, to change, to become better, to become more revised versions of ourselves. This is a critical, critical piece of our, our own personal development. And we've been spending time thinking about it from the place of our goals and our vision. We've been spending time thinking about it from the place of just our rituals, our actions, and now we've been talking into the world of speech. And I want to get into a new concept here. And that concept is that we have a script I think it was Orit. I think it was Orit, maybe, or Rebecca. There was someone that, re that emailed me recently and that I just read who said that she was on the show and she heard, listened to the show and she, um, she listened to the show and she wanted to do the four things that we spoke about, writing down four things. And she went to do it, and then in her mind, something said, don't do it, it's not going to matter, what's the difference? What is that? What is that language that does that to us? What is that voice that says, don't do something if we want to do something? What is that voice that says it's going to be bad if it's going to be good? What is it? It's a script that we have, that we play in our minds. And that script is just words that we've heard before. We may have heard them from our parents. We may have heard them from our teachers. We may have heard them from our friends. No two-year-old is born with I can't. My kids, been, we did, yesterday we got lawn chairs for the backyard. 
as soon as the launchings came in, my youngest one is like, let's do it. Let's build it. I can carry it. I'm like, what do you mean you can carry it? It's bigger than you. How could you carry it? And the answer is, what are you talking about? Of course I can carry it. I'm four. I can do anything. Who's told me I can't? We say, well, you can't. You're four. And then he hears, I can't. He doesn't believe it because he's four or he's three or he's, she's two. So along the way in our lives, there's a script that gets put into our minds. It's too hard. It's not you. It's not going to work. When did that come? We don't have it in Chinese. We don't have it in a different language. Where did it come from? It came from our life. It came from here and it went here. It came from something. And we all need to realize that the words in my head are also just neuroplasticity. We've just formed sentences and formed phrases. And we've told ourselves these phrases often over and over again because these phrases are keeping us safe. These phrases are keeping us comfortable. They did this research, I read this years ago, they did this incredible research in Africa. A bunch of researchers went down to the different villages. I don't know how it is now, but when they did it, apparently there's an entire area where there are all these different tribal villages in Africa with their own distinct dialect of language. And in all these villages, they asked them questions about feelings and they tried to like get into the nuance of how they acted, how they felt, what they thought, and they aligned it with their language. And what they discovered was if in village one, there's no word for livid, they don't feel what they would feel would be livid. Meaning if there wasn't a word to describe it, the feelings they had wouldn't be as acute in the area. They may feel generally angry, but by creating a nuance in a specific area, that nuance allowed them to feel something and go back to that feeling quicker than everybody else. So if another town had just a general sense of anger but didn't have the specific livid, they discovered they felt that general sense, but they didn't have that unique, acute feeling. Happy, ecstatic. As the language developed and created nuances, the feelings that they felt were more nuanced, which makes sense because the brain knows where to go to say, yeah, that's how I feel, and then lives in that feeling, remembers the feeling, and pushes you to that feeling. Feeling of ecstatic feels different than being happy. Which means that there's a circular thing going on here. We hear language, we attribute it to our feelings, and then we allow those feelings to take us there quicker. And around and around and around we go. 
So since we can't control our feelings, we can control our speech. And by controlling what I do for get to someone, by controlling what label I put on it, by controlling my script, I could much easier control my how I feel about it. So if let's say I get angry quickly, I may not be able to control my emotions, but I absolutely can control my language. And if I stop saying I'm so angry, it will blunt that feeling. If I just change the language that I'm using, it will round out in a much different way. If I use better language in the things that are positive, if I find gratitude, if I say I am grateful for, if I look for the benefit in, by just forcing the language onto a scenario, my brain has no choice but to follow me with all of the connections that that word has to enable me to feel something I wouldn't have felt in a scenario. I hope I'm, I'm being clear. We're entering into a holiday. It's a sad day called Tisha B'Av. It's a Jewish commemoration of the destruction of our temple. And the entire event, which was what we believe is the source of all challenge, the entire event stems around spies that went in to spy out the land of Israel and came back with a negative report, causing the entire nation to cry. And if you look at the, their reports, their reports are facts. There were cities that were fortified. But in looking at these facts, the two different sides had two different versions of these facts. Moses sent them and wanted to see if the cities were fortified because that means that the people on the inside were weak. So if they figured out how to get past the walls, they can engage in a battle and be successful. When the spies saw it, and fortified meant that they were strong because there was a wall between them and the people, which means they would lose. And when you delve into the source of the challenge that these spies fell into, it wasn't that there was a fortified city. It was that the fortified city had two different, entirely different meanings. When they saw the fortified city and were able to express that we're going to lose, we're going to die, through the expression of they're going to lose, their minds draw to all the negative things that that fortified city had. And as a result, they brought upon themselves more negativity. If they would have said, that's amazing, it's a fortified city, just by forcing the, it's amazing, because that's where God sent them. And it had to have been good because he wants them into, the, into this land. By forcing the gratitude on the fact that they're looking at a huge challenge, it forced them. It would force them to now find something in that situation because their brain is going to find everything that they're grateful for. But here's the challenge. The challenge is that this is nothing you should be grateful for. So what's going on in your brain says? When you force your mind to say words that are positive, before you feel positive, you are now hijacking, you're hacking your brain to now find an emotion that you wouldn't have otherwise connected. You are now using your brain to what you believe. I can do this. I am strong enough. 
This is great. How could this be great? Because I believe it is great. This is a challenge. How am I going to get through this? Because I'm strong. And your brain goes, no, you're not. And you go, I'm strong. No, you're not. I'm strong. And the word strong you've used before. The word strong you've seen before. And now your brain has no choice but to figure out, like, what's going on over here? The last 20 times you said you've done this, you said, I'm going to fail. Why are you saying I'm going to succeed now? Why are you using a script that we don't usually use? And the answer is because you're in control of your script. That little voice in your head is just old neuroplasticity. The only reason why it's there is because you've never gotten rid of it before. Maybe your teacher in fifth grade said you're stupid and it reminded you that you're stupid because she was frustrated with her life and she was having a hard day. And because she said you're stupid, maybe she didn't even say that. She said you're acting stupid one time in your entire life. You discounted all the other teachers that said you were smart. And because there was this moment in fifth grade, it's possible that it created this strong neural connection. So when you're about to say something or study something in your brain, you go, I'm dumb. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe your brother or sister was smarter than you. Maybe there was someone in the community that had more money than us. I don't know. Maybe you grew up in a world where somebody told you that God hates you if you don't do every single thing that, you know, the parent says you have to do. And you believed it because you were like nine. And you hang on to it your whole life. There are people like this. Their whole lives, they're hanging on to things that happened before they were 18 years old. They don't mean to. It's just their script. Think about how many, how many times. Think about how many times. You may have heard something. That is now planted into your mind. And now when you look out into the world, this is the perspective that you have. Until you change it. But you're never going to change it until you start telling yourself things that you don't believe. That's why it's so hard. These words matter. They really matter. Words matter. Sticks and stone can break our bones. But words can most definitely hurt you. In fact, sticks and stones are nothing compared to words. Sticks and stones make a scratch. Words can last for 30, 40, 50 years. We have to appreciate that. Gotta take that seriously. Those words matter. They matter a lot. And because they matter, we have, to hide, we have to hack them. Because they matter, you can't listen to them. Because they matter, you can't allow some voice in your head to dictate your life. And this is why spending time every day thinking is critical. Because if you don't have moments of clarity, you don't know how to navigate your day. Because as you get to challenge, your brain goes, no, you can't. reason why you say no you can't is because the script says no you can't if you don't have a moment where you've articulated i can and i will you have nothing to override it when it's in the moment that's what i was saying earlier this is not the time to think action is not about thought this is the time when you're in the world of action it's about action because if you think 
if you think you're going to use the old script. And the way we overcome this is we have to use a different script. You gotta watch how we speak. Do you ever have this to you where like you heard a couple of things maybe when you grew up or when you when you went to school or you went through life and then you find a way when your kids are going through it to say the exact same things? It's because we're using the same script on the people around us. So here's Here's a challenge. Watch what we say to others when they go through challenges. Watch what our brain says about others when they're struggling. Be mindful of... Be mindful of what comes out of our mouths and what we think about people in our minds. Because at the end of the day, it's language. The question is of the filter, but here. If we start the process of just thinking better about people, if we start the process of just thinking better about ourselves and using a new script when we get in a world, just changing the script. I can. I'm happy. I'm sure there's a great reason for this. This is wonderful because. Thank you for the, I'm getting notes about my beard. So thank you. Those who are not noting on it. Thank you. <laughs> if we just begin the process of thinking better about other people, we're going to start to change the tape. If we just change the process of saying words about ourselves, we're going to start changing the tape. If we just, if we just start to use words that don't make sense in scenarios, like when something goes wrong, we go, that's amazing. Now our brain's like, well, we will start to learn how to pull these levers, how to pull the levers of our speech to become bigger, stronger, more resilient people. And we're going to continue this a little bit. I got some more to talk to you about speech before we move on to the next thing. Uh, thanks for tuning in on a Sunday. We got a lot to do, all of us. But you know what? It's exciting. It's exciting when we get to change ourselves. It makes every day interesting. It makes every day a, a challenge. Uh, yeah, hopefully this week we're going to add some more Q&As. And taking hopefully questions, maybe even by starting tomorrow. All right, thanks everybody. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week. and looking forward to seeing you.